and welcome to a brand new series, a uh, spin-off series, really, from the Snakebite Horrorcast, Bloody Good Reads. New fiction podcast, something off the back of the Snakebite Horrorcast from years, years and years and years back, when we really want to kind of push new fiction and push books and push horror, horror fiction, because um, I have a massive love for horror fiction. There's only one person I could think of to start me on this journey, my solo journey. With a with guest this time. <laughs> it's uh, the one guy who took on every single bad book, <laughs> every single book that came my way at the start of Snake Bite. Um, you will know him from many books uh, Catch Up on Everything, Starers, uh, uh, so many more books, so many short stories. And uh, if you're a fan of Snake Bite for all these years, you'll know him from his first short story he posted on the, on the website, Top of the Heap. It is my very old friend. It's Nathan Robinson. Welcome to the podcast. Hello there. Thank you for having me. As I was saying before we seem to start recording, all these years and I've never spoken to you. No, <laughs> just no by, never just met. Just by email. It's all email. <laughs> a very, uh, very modern friendship. Pen, well, pen pals or pen pals, essentially. In a way, in a way, with a, with a strange fascination of horror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, with this podcast, what I want to kind of do, it's pretty much Desert Island Discs without it being a rip-off. And me getting sued. So it's <laughs> <laughs> a blatant ripoff. It's just the, the name's different. So that way you can't be sued. <laughs> but uh, so basically, what we uh, we're, we're going to do is every episode of this podcast, I'm going to be speaking to a different horror author, um, and they were going to choose three books that they love. Really, just three books that they can recommend, and three books that they love. Um, also, a little bit of chat about their history of horror and what got me into writing and some of the and some more information about the work. So uh yeah, let's start off with um how did you start off in in horror writing? I mean, I know you from Top of the Heap, which we posted over on Snake Bite years ago. Mm-hmm. Saying, what, years. Ten years ago years. roughly. Yeah, about that nearly. An- anniversary's coming up. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So yeah, um, how, how did you get into, into horror uh, writing generally? I've uh, I was I wasn't very good at many things at school. I enjoyed stuff, but I wasn't good at it. So, so I, I enjoyed English, <laughs> and I ended up with a C GCSE. And I used to do like little short stories and stuff in class, like for assignments mm. and stuff. And I always enjoyed them. I always enjoyed them. And I've always done little stuff like for myself. I've always liked like little bits of fan fiction and stuff. Just never public. This was like before the internet. This is how old I am. Um, so I just, I just like stuff out of notebooks of just short stories and ideas, just notebooks and notebooks and notebooks of just random lines and character names and interesting people with interesting names. I just like write the name down and um, mm. just loads of little short stories I'd done and just half finished stories and never really did anything with them, never really finished them. And then um, mm. I found out to be a father. So I said to myself, this was when I was, this was over 10 years ago. Mm. Uh, I found out I was going to be a father and I thought like, if I'm going to be a writer I'd best do it before I get bogged down with kids so <laughs> so I thought I'll, I'll, I want to get I want to get on I want to get a sh- I'm gonna do a short story and I'll uh, send it off and see what happens I'm just, I'm just going to finish a full I'm going to do a full short story something like you'd see in a book a beginning, middle and end a full short story and, and I did that and it was called um, The Chicken in Black because mm. uh, it's a Johnny Cash song and uh, I like Johnny Cash and I like chickens um I like eating chicken, 
and like zombies. So I did a story about zombie chickens. And I, I used to actually work in a, a chicken factory, so I based it in a in a chicken factory. And it was I sent it off to this. Um, it's an Irish website called Spine Tingle. It's still going. Yeah, and I remember those. E- yeah. And uh, every every month they'd uh, they'd pick five winners and they'd pick five stories and you'd get a cash prize. So I'll send it off. I'll, I'll see what happens. I might get a reply back. So I'd sent a few few off and I'd not got anything back. So I sent Chicken and Black off. And um, about a month later, I got a, an email through and saying oh, I'd won first prize and I got a check for a hundred quid. And I thought, wow, oh, yeah. this is for for my first go to like sort of to you know, to strike strike oil, as it as it is on my first go. I thought, wow, maybe I'm onto it. Maybe I'm actually quite good at short stories. Maybe I'm quite good at writing. I thought, let's let's carry on, let's carry on. And then I, I think over the next two years, I, I won about six, seven more times. <laughs> and I, I, I think I hold the record for the most most wins. From last I know, I, I'd won it more times than anyone. And I was like, and then eventually I just stopped reading my emails and I stopped winning. I think they were sick of me, to be honest. But yeah, I had a bit of success with them. And it's like £100 first prize, £50 second, and 25 third. And mm. yeah, I, I won a few times. I was like, yeah, yeah maybe I'm, I'm onto this, I'm onto this, I'm onto this. I'm, I'm doing quite well here. So keep going. And I eventually, um, my, my plan was to, I thought, right, I've done some short stories. Now, what's the next step? I want to do a full novel. So mm. my next goal was to, get a book deal by the time I'm 30. So I thought, I'll set myself this goal. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I wrote, so I wrote starers, just, just wrote starers one day as you do yeah. and, uh, sent it off to severed press. I'd read one of their, their anthologies and really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, I'll, I'll send them that, you know, write what you write, what you know, write what you like for, this is my cup of tea. I've written this, I sent it off to them and, uh, they accepted it amazingly and published it. And I, I signed the book deal two days before my 30th birthday. <laughs> oh, lucky, so lucky. I, was like, well, I was like, wow. I thought, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That's how I sort of started off. That was my first awesome. short story, my first, first novel. Cause Severed Press is, is still quite a, quite a good little company for, for new writers, especially, you know, now, even now, even after 10 years, still got some brilliant titles coming out of there. I, I don't know. I don't buy many new books now. Um, they, they give me all my rights back to stare. So I've got, it's, it's currently, out of print, <laughs> oh, so um, uh, I, I do have someone who's interested in it. Um, mm. It's just me. It's just a case of me pulling my finger out and just updating it a little bit. Just uh, just give it a polish and yeah, that that's got that will be a new publisher hopefully next year. I just need to pull my finger out and not be so so lazy or busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm too I'm too I'm not lazy. I'm busy. That's I'm busy. Yeah, not yeah, lazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is why I never release anything. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know what they say: if you can do, if you don't, make a review website and pretend yeah. you're right. <laughs> yeah. So, top of the heap. Mm-hmm. What was that? Can you tell us all about that, a little bit about that and why you kind of sent it into the website and stuff like that. Because when we first met, um, it, it was this story that kind of got you into Snakebite in the end. So, what mm. what kind of kind of made you want to send it over? The idea from it came. I heard about these Mexican gangsters, mm. and they'd um, and there was like getting, they was taking people out into the desert. And these people were just disappearing, and they couldn't find mm. the bodies anywhere. And I, I sort of I thought, well, what are doing all these bodies? I thought they wouldn't bury a, a grave each time. I thought they'd probably have like a mass grave. They'd have one, one place. And I thought mm. there's a there's a horror story here. And I thought, what if, what if like 
someone gets thrown in one of these graves and he's like still alive and he's there with all these bodies and I thought this, this isn't a crime story this is a horror story mm. and um, I thought yeah yeah this snake pipe will like this <laughs> it's a horror story <laughs> it's, I don't know, it's just, you, you always imagine like uh, cause you do you do film reviews and stuff don't you know? I, 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 I imagine my short story is no I write it if it's going to be a film as well I, I try to make yeah. my stuff very filmic and um, mm. and I, I know you love it horror, reads very horror. filmic yeah, yeah, and it, it did actually get adapted into um, a, a, like a podcast. It was a pseudopod. They, they adapt stories into like audio like podcastings, awesome. and they, they did they they did another hundred quid, and I sold sold the rights to that on a pseudopod. Very pleased, and uh, oh. I think it's like one of the they did like a story a week, and it got I think like the top five stories of the year. So I was like, yeah, I'm hey, awesome for that. And um, cool, yeah. So yeah, there was there was. There was producing that and i said to her i said could we do it like a live sort of like a, not like let's not like make a podcast like let's like make it like a document because the original mm. the original story was um the guy was typing on his phone on his blackberry it was like his last sort of confession and uh so i thought well, if, we could, if we could do it for uh, like an audio story so it could just be him recording it on his phone and they said oh it's a great idea so they've mm. got a guy who could sort of sound sort of Mexican, sort of like that Spanish sort of accent. Mm. And it, it didn't, it, and it sounded really good. It sounded like authentic and it was, uh, yeah, it went really well. I'm really, I'm, re- I'm really, really proud of it. Really proud of it. And then, but then, uh, <laughs> this, this is a, and like an afterthought, um, once I produced it, and then mm. they sent, sent me the audio and that, and they said, uh, oh, this news article came up and I, I think you should read it. And they'd, they'd found loads of bodies in Mexico <laughs> in this mass grave, and I was like, "Oh, what? Oh, so it, it, I was right. I was right." <laughs> See, it took you a bit. Yeah, like, ah, I like this book. It's kind of great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I hope I didn't inspire anyone to commit like, like uh, dig a mass grave and dump all these uh, witnesses and uh, like, um, rival drug dealers in. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know what they say. You know, good press is a uh, bad press is good press. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. So. What is your first book choice, and what does it mean to you? And what's your kind of your your uh, why did you pick this one? Uh, my first book, I first book, I've actually got my original copy next to me, and mm. and it's actually got my name in it. Nice. It says Nathan Robinson, Fifty Northlands Road, Winston, South Humberside. South Humberside that existed for years and years and years. I, I, I live in North Lincolnshire now. They, they changed the county names. I don't know why, uh, but um, yeah. Killer crabs. Mm. I um, I was into Roald Dahl, and I was into sort of monster films like Ray Harryhausen stuff. And um, I was like, I used to love car boot sales. My dad used to go on a Sunday morning, and used to buy toys. I I've always been into secondhand stuff, and mm. I don't really buy new stuff. I always like recycled stuff and stuff from mm. charity shops. And, and you, you can't beat a boot sale either. I used to love the books, books I was my dad. I used to get like Star Wars toys and just Action Force and G.I. Joes and stuff like that. And I, I saw this book one time and it said Killer Crabs. And I had a picture of a giant crab on it with his bloody claw. And I thought, oh, it looks like looks very Ray Harryhausen-esque. I thought, giant mm-hmm. monsters. I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll get that. And it was like the first adult book I ever sort of picked up when I was 12. I was into Roald Down. It is sort of horror for kids. And this is... It's not horror for kids at all. It's horror for adults. But it's, yeah. it's if you're if you if you're a kid and you're reading, it's like wow. It's just opened you up because it's just blood and gore and there's sex and stuff. It's like I, I love Jaws. I love Jaws. I've loved. I've seen Jaws before, and uh, mm. yeah, and it just sort of sort of tipped me into horror, and yeah, I, 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 I just devoured it. And I was like, 
I read it in like I finished it by the end of the week. So next Sunday I went back to the stall, and they had all of a. It's all it's by Guy and Smith, and mm. um, he's an English writer. And I, I got and I, but all the other books he had is like uh, Slime Beast and like, Killer Crabs is actually a sequel. So I read the sequel first. So uh, Night of the like, Crabs isn't it the first one? Yeah, Night of the Crabs is like your first one. I didn't even know. I was like, oh. so I treated it like a prequel. <laughs> And so, um, and so I just read, I just devoured like um, Guy and Smith books, and I just you pick up a fifty p, and it's just like this is just brilliant. Fifty p is so cheap, and it's just so brilliant. <laughs> I, I felt like I discovered it, and, but it's like it was like when was it? Nineteen seventy eight, I'm guessing was it? Let me check. Let me check. Um, I think it's nineteen seventy. I think the first one's nineteen seventy six. Yeah, this nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I thought, wow, that's uh, yeah. No, I just just I fell in love with Guy and Smith, and I thought I want to write like this. I want to write stories like this, and it took me a while. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't do anything there and then, but um, but yeah, it's, I, 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 to become a writer, you got to absorb a lot of stuff and you read a lot of books. You can't just read a book and think, oh, "I'm going to write something like that." So I just read loads of sort of monster books. Was it Peter Tremaine? He did a great one um, called Swamp about this. Yeah. Um, it's set in Florida with this giant like swamp beast, and mm-hmm. he did one called Ants as well. And uh, Guy Smith, he's, he's done Slime Beast as well. And just, just, just monsters on the rampage. I just, I just love monsters running amok and just tearing people in two. And <laughs> it's sick. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah. And I, I, I just loved it. I just loved it. And it's just so lewd and just disgusting. It's like Jaws, but like on steroids. And they're coming. The my friend, if you can, you can, you can swim for, you can swim to the shore and get on land. But the crabs don't care because they can walk on land and they're just. They're just decimate villages and they take on the army as well and there's there's one mm. bit in Night of the Crabs where they come up the Humber and I, I live near the Humber I was like what the hell they're coming for me they're coming for me <laughs> and uh, they sort of brought it sort of home because it was English horror because most uh, yeah. I mean, I've seen a few horror films but it's all sort of American so to, to read horror in like an English setting like this could just be like down my down my road like Greek Cleefords mm. or something like that and um yeah, I just, I, just, I just fell in love with Guy and Smith books. I just sort of mashed this sort of horror crush on him, and um, mm-hmm. but then but then since then I've I actually interviewed him. I, I interviewed Guy and Smith a few few um, few years ago, and it's just just lovely. It's just just lovely again. I thought I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm interviewing my hero, my childhood hero. This is this is amazing. But then then I it gets even better. I got in, invited to do um, like a like a one-off, not even a charity anthology, it was like a, an anthology. That's oh, his birthday one, wasn't it? Yeah, it's for his birthday. Yeah. And uh, the, there's getting all these different writers, all these horrors, get these Guy and Smith fans to um, mm. write a story in his universal sort of, um, sort of accepted canon in a way. But yeah. so I, I chose, obviously I chose Killer Crabs and I, I it was called Crabpocalypse. It's mm. like, what if the crabs had won? They'd just taken over the world. It's like, just like a flooded Britain, and there's crabs all over the place, and just they're, they're huge, like the size of buses, and they're just mutated. Just, 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 just you multiply the horror even more. So it's huge, and just ripping buildings apart. And um, yeah, they published it for his, for his birthday, and every <laughs> author got a copy, and um, he got a copy, and I think a few got a copy. It's like the most, it's like the rarest Guy and Smith sort of book. In existence, and you can't buy it anywhere. I've yeah. got, I've got two copies, and uh, and yeah, and they, they, and they put like a crab on the cover, and that's like I picked the killer crab story as well because everyone had to pick like a different. Everyone's got a favourite guy in Smith book who who, yeah. who contributed, and uh, yeah, and like the crab was on the cover. I was like, yeah, this is practically my book. And, and people said oh, mine was the best story as well. I was, I was so touched, and apparently guy, guy guy loved it as well. 
And I was like, oh, this is this is just I've just just lived a dream. I've I've uh, sort of I've spoken to my hero, and then uh, I've got like a, a story included in his universe as well. I was like, I, was like, I can die a happy man now. I've I've achieved all my, my as as a teenage boy, I've achieved all my childhood dreams, and now it's just like, oh, what, what do I do now? I've, I've I've done it all. What do I do now? You write them instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I write them instead. I need some new dreams. I mean, Guy and Smith definitely was kind of one of the ones when I started getting into, I say, proper horror. Because when I, mm. so when I was younger, it was more you get you get your Stephen Kings, and I was a huge Buffy Angel fan my uh, from my side, and it was more mm. kind of like the, um, uh, oh, what was it? It's like kind of Lara Croft meets Buffy kind of vampire books, <laughs> kind of, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Then I was kind of working in Waterstones, and Guy and Smith was one of the one one of the authors there. Um, Jack Ketchum was my kind of entry into proper horror um but no guy and smith are definitely there clickers i remember because i used to work at waterstones and used to be in the horror section and you know it's nice to have a, a english horror author like you said mm. to kind of you know make it more more homegrown so you had starers come out and yeah. it was a huge hit and you know I, I i read read it and loved the book um what was your kind of your aim after starers what was kind of your route down because was it more kind of you went to more short stories or did you have any other kind of novel ideas in your head uh i don't know i just i just love a short story i, I think you can get the same because you can read a big thick book and you can get to the end of it and you can hate it or you can love it mm. or you can read a short story and you can hate it or love it but obviously a short story shorter so you're not wasting as much time mm. and so but in in your brain you get the same chemical reaction as you do when you finish like a, a big 500 page book. So I just, I just, I just love, it's like, a, it's like a, a fight with a stranger, a short story. It's like, a, and a, it's, it's not like a relationship and you can, do, but then I, I feel it's like a long-term more, commitment. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a yeah. one night stand. It's, um, I don't know. I just, I just, I just like, I'll, I'll, I'll faster come into your life. Cause you can, you can, uh, the, sometimes you could read a big heavy book and, um, mm. You can you get so far into it and you can say, I'm really not feeling this, but then you feel committed. It's like being in a bad marriage. And you say, it's, we've just got to continue this until one of us dies. Or either <laughs> I lose this book or I die, or I've got to finish it. That's the only options here. And you, you get to the end of it and you think, it, you get to the end of it and you think, it's shit. It's rubbish. I didn't enjoy that. Why did I waste my time? With short stories, if, short, if you, I mean, I, I like anthology books and collections, stuff like mm-hmm. that. You can read short stories. They're not all going to be 100%, not all going to knock it out of the park. But, um, but at least it hasn't taken up too much of your time. It's like watching a exa- short film. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Life's too short to read shit books. <laughs> and <Yeah>. short <laughs> stories, they sort of they sort of go around that. Like, well, this story is shit. I'm the next one. might be fantastic. Then the next one is fantastic. I'm glad I carried on. <laughs> but then, so that's what I tried to do. I, I tried to, um, I don't know, it's like, you'd, you'd go to a pub with your mates. You'd, you'd tell a story. And it's, it's like that. And mm. you just want to be short and sweet. You're not, you don't want to, romance people too much you just got to this is this is my story it's like it's like telling a long joke that's what, what my stories all, all i always try to have um like a punchline at the end. not like a punchline but like a twist at the end yeah, I, I yeah. used to love um like richard layman and it, I, I read island it, it, island's mm. like a big massive book and it's twists and turns you get to the very last page and like the very last line there's another massive twist you're like what the hell and I always done it. It's just, it's just brilliant. It's brilliant, and I, I like doing that in short story form. It's just, mm. it's, it's just easier. 
<laughs> just, just lazy. I could, I could, I could flesh a, a short story out long. I mean, I, some on, stories. On a, journey, do... on a journey to work, you can just bash around, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like some some longer stories do set off short. Like, but mm. I think if you can, you can. You, it's best to sort of try and tell a story in as less words as possible. Less is more. If you yeah. can sort of condense it down to a short story, you can get. You can, mm. well, it just, it's just, and also spending time writing a story as well. I mean, I've, I've got maybe 10, 20 novels I've finished. I've never done anything with them. <laughs> they're just there. <laughs> and they're like, and you get to it, I thought, I'm really, really happy with this. And I, I don't think, I don't want the public to see it. So it's just going to stay on my hard drive. And <laughs> But with short stories... You, you, yeah. Same with, at least with a short story, like, like you're about to say, it, at least it's not too much of your time gone. Yeah. Yeah. Then you, you can be more productive doing short stories. And I, it's, I don't know, it's, maybe it's... Maybe I've got ADHD. Maybe it's my attention span. But I, I do like because uh, <laughs> you can knock, you sort of knock a short story out like from beginning to end in about a week, and then you, you let it rest a while, and you come back to it, and I can spend another few days on it. And like you no know, less than two weeks, you've got a short story, and like and it's all polished and it's great. You send it to your your editors and your readers and stuff, and then it, it's done. It's done. It's and it's it, you can do it really quick. But with novels, like it's I don't know. I've climbed mountains and. That's easier than it is writing a novel. So, <laughs> so I remember, yeah, I, remember, I, I, remember I, can, I can agree with that. Yeah, because yeah, I, 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 I mean, I did catch up, and it's like a, a short, like novella. Mm. And uh, no, I, I enjoyed doing that because it's because we sort of we sort of did that sort of kind of through snake bite. And it's nice, nice to yeah. use it. Snake bite as a jumping off. I remember, and, yeah, I remember reading. The, I remember writing the introduction for that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it is. I mean, I did develop my gum a short story collection, and it's just mm. like all oh, the editing and formatting. And it's got it's like a painting. It's like it's just like a square, sort of like four foot by four foot, and you, you can sort of, you've done it and you look at it. But with a book, it's like you've got to go over, over every single page. It's a lot more pieces of paper mm. than it's a painting. You've got to be more intricate, and oh yeah, just like one one wrong word, and you're like, oh god, I've got. To, I feel like just rip it up and start it again. Somebody, and somebody will go into your reviews on the on Amazon and go, he did not spell that properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm dyslexic, so I, I forgive myself for uh, typos and stuff like that. <laughs> so would you probably, I mean, would you kind of be more kind of drawn towards a novella kind of instead of a novel? I don't know. I don't know. If, it's, if the story is good, if, if, I mean, I wouldn't just, just pick a book up. Well, mm. I, do, I do just pick books, but he's like, you... you you got to think. Will I enjoy this? Mm. I mean, I won't, I won't pick a book up with no cover. I'd like to look at the cover and think. It does this sort of blood. It's like, it's like this... picking a <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, does this skull screaming blood? Does it speak to me? Will I, <laughs> will I enjoy this? <laughs> uh, you, you know, it's like, like... Um, one of my kind of ones that I've always always go back to. It's funny anyone's already read several times. It's I Am Legend, which is kind yeah, of yeah, which, which is novella. Which, you know, sized, um, but it's got such a great ending, and it will keep yeah. you, and it keeps yeah. you going, and you don't really want it to kind of be extended or sequelized. And this is one of the reasons why no movie has been able to make it properly. I, I enjoyed the Will Smith one; it was it was mm. all right. But <laughs> the thing with novels, I mean, what is it? Is it fifty, sixty years old now? I mean, mm. you, you you couldn't really make a film of it, sort of based in the day. Could modern you, day, kind you, of thing, yeah. You, no, I mean, you you couldn't do it based as like when it was like the time it was written. You'd have to mod, you have to modernize stuff to yeah, make it applicable yeah. to modern audiences. I don't. I think the Will Smith one, it, it, it had a go. I just didn't like the, the CGI. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it was it was okay. It's I just didn't like the monsters. 
the the mm. like the vampire weird albino. Mm. It again, it doesn't match the story. And it doesn't match the characters. Yeah. Either. So yeah. that's, that's kind of one of the reasons why I hate that film. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I like I like bits of it. It's, it's apocalyptic. And I like I like mm. the look of it, but I just didn't like like the creatures. I think they're sort of mm. I don't know. It was just this lazy CGI is lazy, and they, they should have just used like. Um, I don't know, famine victims or something like that. And they should have, I don't know, that's terrible. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Well, I don't know, they, they, could, they, they could have been done better. So your second book choice? What have you picked uh, for your second one? My second one is um, it's Return of the Living Dead by uh, John Russo. And uh, John mm-hmm. Russo is, he, I, th- I think he co-writ Night of Living Dead mm-hmm. with uh, George Romero. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, uh, I've, I've seen the film and I loved it, but I, I, I think I read the book first. I can't remember which way around it was. But yeah, it's um, again, this was a, a car book sale uh, find, and uh, the cover just gave me nightmares. It's just this, it's sort of this, it's like this rotten skull, these staring eyes, and these like mm. lipless, bloody mouth. It just stares in. I picked it up at this car book sale and I thought, I'm having nightmares. And I think it sat on my shelf for ages because it just gave me, just looking at it gave me nightmares and just terrified me. And I, and I started reading it. And then I think I had to stop a few chapters in because it was just too scary. <laughs> and then uh, for, for little teenage me. And um, then eventually I did finish it. And I, I've, I've, I've seen the films as well. And it's just it's just like, like the ultimate sort of zombie novel. Because yeah. cause like, yeah. like like zombie novels, the zombies come at you, you shoot them in the head, they die. But with these ones, they don't die. They just keep coming. You could chop them with little pieces. They keep coming. The fingers crawl after you. And like, there's no way to kill them. And then you burn them. And then the smoke it creates more zombies. <laughs> and it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just never ending. It's just, and you think this is just, this is just how it ends. And um, yeah. and I just, I, I love the film. It's just so over the top. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and yeah, John Russo and. I'm I'm actually friends with him on Facebook. He's very anti-Trump. It's very okay. it's very hilarious watching his posts actually. And um, <laughs> yeah, this was you know yeah he, he writes a good zombie novel. And this is this book's like forty years old now. Mm. And um, again, it spawned one of the greatest zombie movies of all time. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's 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 just it's sort of, I mean I enjoyed Night of the Living Dead, but Return of the Living Dead is just it just ups it and it's got punks in it and there's a little bit of nudity and it's, it's a bit sexy and dirty and mm. feels a bit wrong and uh and um yeah that, was, yeah, so was that based on was that because obviously return of the living dead was supposed to be the sequel which they never kind of officially made so was the movie supposed to be based on the book sequel there's yeah there's like there's romero's night of the living dead and then john russo he sort of split, went off and did his own sort of zombie yeah. stuff i don't think john russo had anything to do with like Dawn of the Dead, that was all Romero. Mm. But um, yeah, he sort of created his own universe, and uh, I don't think it's based on. I, th- I think, I think actually, I think it's sort of based in the same universe. It's just just different, like super zombies, and it just just can't be killed. <laughs> it can't be killed. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I, again, this was this is another sort of um, hero moment. I, I got in, I got an invite to do. Um, stories sort of based in the like the living dead world like romero and Rousseau's like night either night of living dead nice. or dawn of the dead or david dead i got invited to do a story on that and mm. and yeah i've been i've been in a few anthologies of him since so we sort of sort of book mates in a way and it's just it's just nice to sort of to imagine little teenage me 13 14 reading these horror books and being just in awe 
these authors and um and now I'm in anthologies of them and it's just it's just if I could go back in time and say guess what mate you're gonna write a story one day and you're gonna be in the same book as that guy and I'd be like fuck off mate who the fuck are you get in my bedroom <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, uh, yeah yeah <laughs> But yeah, that's how, that's how I think of it. I just think, think what would teenage me think, reading these books and just being blown away by it. And then mm-hmm. all these years later, sort of, sort of, sort of like rubbing shoulders in a way. I know I'm not like a film premiere with these people, but for me, it's, it's, a, it's like a horror geek. Uh, it is, it's, it, it's, it's the closest it's, it's you're going to get to it. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. it's, a, it's the closest I'm going to get. Give, given <laughs> the, quarantine, the quarantine situation, it's a, I think it's definitely as close as I'm ever going to get from now on. <laughs> No, I mean, because I, you know, over the years, because I used to be a uh, events manager over at Waterstones, and part of our kind of thing, and, and me and the guy who ran the horror section was, uh, yeah, let's just get some horror authors in. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yes, why wouldn't you? Why, why abuse your power? To, if nobody turns up, at least we get to meet them. And we meet, met Sean Hudson, actually, and oh, yeah. the nicest guy in the world. Absolutely lovely guy. Horror um, authors are. Horror authors are. Mm. Some are perverts. <laughs> some, of the, some, of, some of the nicest people in the world, and some of both. <laughs> well, you, you, get worse, you get worse people in worse genres. But, yeah, know. yeah. I think, you know, especially the, just the horror community in general are such a lovely community. You see it with like uh, with Fright Fest as well. You know, you see so many horror fans come in one place, and people think, oh, they're going to be scary a lot. The horror community in general is just such a lovely bunch of people. Well, you've, you've got to think what, what horror is. Horror isn't just blood and death. Horror is about hope. It's mm. about you put someone in a dire situation and you, the entire time they read is, is that sometimes you're wishing for them to die because it's, it's a character life, but there's always mm. someone you can sort of root for and you're always hoping for someone to sort of get out of this and tell the, tell the story. And and um, mm. that, that's, that's, what, that's what I like about horror horror because there's always this this sense of hope and you and as you're as as you offer you've, you've got to try and take that hope away from the people and uh, <laughs> make, make the situation worse what i can who's i can remember there's a, a famous quote no get take your character and then put them in a tree and throw stones at them and <laughs> that's what you've got to do and, and that's what horror is about it's about hope it's about it's, it's like a metaphor for life because sometimes mm. life can be shitty and it can be bad, and you, you're always hoping something better is going to come around the corner. Yeah. And that's what horror is. It's about no, I wish I, this main of a chainsaw wasn't coming after me, and I wish I could sort of <laughs> sort of go back to my normal life of not being chopped up. <laughs> Nobody wants to get chopped up, really. <laughs> no, exactly. I, I hope I don't get chopped up. That's what horror, horror is about. Hope. That's how that's how we've got to look at it. I hope I don't die at the hands of a psychopath. Yeah, no life life lessons. Um... <laughs> What other authors? Obviously, I know Guy and Smith's a big influence, but is any other authors, um, even in adult kind of life as well, that have been a influence to you that you kind of would like to look up to? That you'd like, I'd like to kind of be there with that kind of that uh, level of that person. Uh, I love Stephen King. I mean, I've not read everything he's done, but I mean, if I picked him, it just be, it's just an obvious. Everyone knows all that Stephen King books. So I, I thought I'd pick like a like a more of a B list sort of book, not less mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I adore I, I adore King. I used, I used to like Dean Koontz and then he mm-hmm. just started writing, writing about psychic dogs too much. It got a bit too Jesus-y for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I love, love I love Odd Thomas. Odd Thomas is a great book and I, I was I was nearly in tears at the end of that. It's just so sad at the end. Great no film as well. Yeah. Yeah, 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 did a good job of that. Shame, isn't it? Shame. Mm-hmm. And um and then who else? I, I love um 
uh, James Hadley Chase, he, he does um, like these these 1950s detective thrillers. And um, mm. again, I found one of his books in a, in a charity shop. I, I moved on from Caboose Sales. I've, I've upgraded to charity shops now. But, um, yeah, I found, I found <laughs> one of his, like one of his now, books. But inside. <laughs> yeah. And, well, then he's, he's supporting charity as well. Yeah, and um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I love I love charity shops. And yeah, James Hadley Chase. And when I get into an author, I just, I, I'm always on the hunt for them. So that, now you get them in, you get like charity uh, bookshelves in supermarkets now. And I was, I, where was I? I was Kings Lynn. In a Tesco yeah. there, and I was just walking along. And I, always, I always just browse the bookshelves there, the charity one, and I looked, and they had about twenty James Hadley Chase novels. I just, I just went up to like a forklift truck and I just picked them all <laughs> off, and I, and I donated my money and I took them. I thought, I'm having all these fifty p each, yoink! And I was just so happy that day. I was, I was, I was made it was like Christmas for me. And I've, I've still not yeah. read them, but I've, I've, I've got them. I, I, I enjoy the pursuit of buying books. I love, I love mm. it's like a little treasure hunt for me. And, and I, these are books I know will enjoy. And James Hadley Chase, he does like these really twisted like it's like you, you usually get like a bit of a crook sort of character and they've got they get hired for this job or something it's, it's like it's like an anti-james bond in a way mm. and um, i wish they'd make a film out of some of his some of them are just, it's just so sort of just good thrillers good sort of devious thrillers and he, james had the chase he had like all these different pen names mm. and um it's, it's completely not horror it's just it's just nice to read something different and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice it's to really go good. Slightly non-horror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I read a lot of I read a lot of biographies Which, as well. Segway, go into your third book. <laughs> okay, yeah, oh yeah. I, I don't have a copy of my third book with me. I've, I think I've loaned out to someone. But I've, I've, I like to have the books in front of me if I'm talking about books. But uh, yeah, no. my uh, my third one is um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Which is um, which is quite far away from horror. <laughs> yeah, well, if you've seen the film, the film does have. Horror elements. If you've ever taken acid, <laughs> not a bad trip. <laughs> and, and, uh, it's, and it's yeah, and just and just being out of control and seeing lizard people and stuff like that. Yeah, I um, yeah, well, I'm still being 18, 19, and I'd, I'd been on the piss with my mates, and we come, went back to his, his flat, and he says, "Oh, let's watch this film." And we put on *Fear and Love in Las Vegas*, and I absolutely loved it. It's just so mad. And uh, mm. I just fell in love with it. And I thought it was a book as well. I, I found that this was, what was it, 90, what, about 2000, 2001. And, um, and yeah, I got the book and I just, the book was even better. And I, I loved it. I love, I love Hunter S. Thompson. I've, I've got, I've actually got one of my first tattoos. I got like, um, like a, his brand, like a Gonzo brand. And mm. he's, Hunter S. Thompson is, if you don't know, he's, he's a journalist. Sadly, mm. took his own life a few years ago. But um, he's a journalist, and he he's does this thing called Gonzo, where he puts the author in the story, and he sort of he'd, he'd get paid to do these sporting events, and he'd just go off the rails, and he'd just write about what what he got up to, <laughs> instead of like writing an article about like a, a race or like a marathon or something, or like the Honolulu marathon, he'd just go off and just get pissed for a week, and he'd write about all the adventures he got up to, and he'd write about politics and stuff, he'd just go completely sort of off the map and he's his writing's just brilliant and just raw and just believable and unbelievable at the same time and mm. uh completely fell in love with Fear and Love and uh, Rum Diary he did Rum Diary Rum Diary was his first novel I think mm-hmm. about his time in uh I think Cuba I think and it's just, it's just when a like a, a novel gives like a sense of place and really really takes you somewhere and that, it's uh, it's a good gift that 
If it, it's, yeah. because books, I think the, the closest thing we've got to time travel. Yeah, definitely. Because because they they just if they take your mind back, they can take you somewhere else if it's historical or, or whatever or alien worlds. The the time travel devices and uh, you can go through dimensions and stuff like that. Mm. And yeah, fear and loathing it just it just opened up like a world of just you can just write whatever you want. You don't need a story. You can just write about yourself and just getting drunk and just being <laughs> selfish and taking drugs and just <laughs> abusing the bar staff. And uh, yeah, and he just he just sort of massively, massively influenced me like there and then. And, that, and yeah. I don't know, maybe he made me into a little bit of an asshole. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe he made me want to get drunk more and just get in adventures and stuff like that, and just just get drunk and just do adventures and just just want to be a bit more dangerous, uh, take yeah. a few more risks in life. And <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and I, I'm glad I read it. And it's it's a book that's always stuck with me. It's it's non-horror. Man. I don't. If you if you're horror off, you don't have to read horror. If you're romance off, you shouldn't just read romance. You should read yeah. other books. You should read other genres. I mean, I mean you know, as as a horror reviewer, you know, it, you need something. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I always kind of say, you know, I love horror. I can watch Serbian film, but I need to watch bloody, you know, Bambi or saying afterwards just yeah. to kind of set all my brain down. But <laughs> just, just, just love a good Mills and Boone now and again. <laughs> no, like, no, I love Jack Ketchum's The Girl Next Door, but I ain't gonna read that every day. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, uh, what's next for you? I mean, you got any more short stories yeah. coming out? Any more novels? Any anything coming out? Coming up? Or what's what you've next? got plans for the future? What's next? I, I think I've got an, a short story being published with um, Splatterpunk Zine. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you. I remember Jack Pla- Pantry. Yeah, I remember Splatterpunk. Yeah. <laughs> He's it's, uh, it's, it's, it's still churning them out, and um, yeah, yeah, I think he's republishing one of my. I can't remember, I can't remember which one. <laughs> it's like an old one I've had published, but yeah, in a minute I'm um, I'm sort of I'm not retired. I'm on a sort of hiatus in a minute. Mm. I've uh, I've recently I've the past three years I've I've been divorced. I've um, I've moved house three times. I've quit my job. I've um, <laughs> just sort of quit my job, walked out, I've had enough, and uh, I've, I've gone back to university, so um, oh, cool. I've, 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 I've never had any um, qualifications to be a writer, I had a GCSE in in, uh, in English, so I've always felt like a bit of a fraud, because I, I feel like, oh, people need people who, who are proper officers, they have like degrees and stuff like that, and mm. they, they don't just read books, they they uh, they do they write about books, but, not, but then I've been a reviewer as well, so maybe I'm, <laughs> maybe I'm not such a fraud. But then, yeah, I've got back to uni. I'm still, I'm, I'm uh, imposter syndrome. Maybe, maybe um, yeah, I've I've got back to university. I'm, I'm studying English and history at uh, it's uh, UCNL. It's the University of Scunthorpe, well, <laughs> which is which is crazy. Yeah, it's a university. It's, it's like it's like it's like a new university, and they've opened it up. They've got like a, a grade two listed building. It's, it's set in a park. It's really beautiful. Mm. I'm like one of the first year students there, first time they've had it. Their first university centre in Scunthorpe, and it's it's open <laughs> for for six months, and then coronavirus hits. So so it gets, it gets shut ruined down. It all. Ruined it all. <laughs> all. All the classes go online. So yeah. um, so I. So I'm, I'm studying English and history, so I, I want to learn about the theory about um, writing and books and stuff. I, I, I don't just want to be a reader; I want to sort of dissect stories. So, I, I, so our, our first year, I had to read Dracula, and um, we had to read all these Victorian horrors. But I had to 
do an essay on Alien. And I thought, this is yeah. brilliant. I'm, love, I'm loving this. Then coronavirus hit, and then um, the realisation sunk in. Oh, the library was shut. I had all these essays to do. I couldn't get any books anywhere. And so all me and all my classmates were sort of passing sort of like notes together, like and um, screenshotting like little quotes so we could get our essays done. As mm-hmm. I teach myself about... Um, uh, political fringe groups of the English Civil War. I had to teach myself all about that. Oh, yeah. I had to teach myself about um, the Victorian the Victorian response to syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, amazingly, amazingly, despite lockdown, I passed my first year. <laughs> we all did. We all did. <laughs> so um, yeah. So yeah, I've got my two years. No, 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 no. So yeah, we, we soldiered on, and um, yeah, we we completed our first year at uni. And uh, I think I don't know what it's going to be like in September. I don't. I don't think we're going back to full classes. It's, <laughs> if, if you want to know what social distancing at university um, looks like, you no, know, um, just take an English literature class and you'll soon find out there's not many people there. <laughs> so there's me. There's me and about ten women, and um, and that's about it. And a couple of couple oh, yeah. of lads. And uh, but yeah, yeah, we're outnumbered. But um, yeah, I, I, re- I really, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it, and it's just, it's nice to sort of. I, I, my, in my old job, I used to get up at like four or five a.m. and I'd be on the road back and forth, back and forth, back all over the country, and mm. and it got, it got to point it got boring. I've seen, I've seen the, the country, but I want sort of being with my family. Yeah, and, and uh, family time's important as well. So. Yeah, yeah, and it's so, so now. Yeah, I've got my job, and now I'm, I'm at university. I'm, I'm supposed to be reading, but I'm not in a minute. I've I bought a new house. My partner we've we've bought a Victorian mansion. Well, not mansion. A Victorian library with a mm. with a tower. I don't, I don't. Have you seen a picture of it? You've seen, I've, you I've seen the pictures it. of it. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen. I've seen Yeah, it's 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 an epic house. It's like the, one of the oldest houses in um, in Scunthorpe where I live. And um, yeah, the the guy who lived here who built it, he he was an author, a Victorian author, and he he. he he, um, he sold all his dad's land off and built this massive library next to his house and just filled it with books. He sort of is like the first sort of Amazon in a way. <laughs> He's yeah. like, like a prelude to Amazon. He just used to sell like mail order books, antique books and antique Bibles and stuff like that. And uh, he, he wrote a few books. Edward Peacock is a Victorian novelist. And he, <laughs> he um, yeah, he wrote a few books. But then obviously not, there's not many people who read, not as many people who read a Victorian time. So everyone who, could, who would have bought his book had bought his book. And then he went sort of started going bankrupt, so we had to start selling off all his books. But mm. with, but now now I live in his library, and it's it's a beautiful building, beautiful um, beautiful place. And we're slowly doing it up. Um, Tower House family on Instagram, if you want to um, see our progress. And it's uh, yeah. yeah, it's not. I highly recommend people have a look at that, actually. <laughs> it's, yeah, we, we we try to keep people amused and and um, interested with all, all the little things we find and stuff. We're slowly. Nothing's been done to the house for like 20, 20 25 years. Mm. So we're trying to sort of modernise it whilst we're living it, and it, it's just. You know, <laughs> but we do one job, we do another. So I had to move some pipes the other day, and my dad came to help us move these pipes. We created another leak, and so I had to mm-hmm. call these floorboards up. So what, I do one job, and I, I make ten more jobs for myself. It's, so I, I spent all, all this week trying to fix a leak under the floorboards. I mean, it's just impossible to get to. So um, <laughs> yeah, and then then today I've been. We've got we've got three. Um, former battery hens, mm-hmm. because when when battery hens become less productive, they uh, they just they just put them in a big mincer and feed them to cats, put them in whiskers cat food. So we've got rescued three of them. We've actually we've named them. Um, do, you, do you watch what we do in the shadows? Yeah. The, the 
the TV series, not the film, the TV series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we named them uh, Laszlo, Nadja, and Colin Robinson. <laughs> we got three chickens <laughs> named after some some vampires, and uh, and uh, Laszlo and Nadja they keep picking on Colin Robinson. <laughs> yeah. uh, they keep, they keep, they keep full circle for you, really, with the chickens and. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think I need a chicken tattoo actually. And um, yeah, so so I'm I'm enjoying life. I'm I'm. I don't have a, a job. Uh, I, w- I was actually, I was working in schools. I was, um, my plan, once I finish university, I want to get into teaching. Mm. Just in case writing doesn't um, um, pan out the <laughs> Just in case I don't get that million pound book deal. I, I don't want to be stuck in a job, like doing manual work for the rest of my life. I'd, I'd like to something a bit more a bit more secure, a bit more that's not going to break my yeah. back. And um, so my, <laughs> so yeah, my plan no, is to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so if the writing will pan out, I'd like to. Uh, I'm going to be a teacher. So after I awesome. finish uni, I'm going to, I'm going to be a teacher. I, I'm still going to write. I want, I want to get back sh- doing short story. Writing. But I'm doing essays and I'm, I'm reading all these obscure Victorian books. <laughs> and I don't have time. I'm not, I've not read a book I wanted to read for oh, what was it since oh, last last summer? Yeah. I've just been reading like course books and um, course materials. That's <laughs> like I just, I just want to read a horror book and I can't. <laughs> so I was delighted um, when, when I said I, when I said I could read Dracula, I was delighted. But, um, yeah, so yeah, that's my plan. I, I, originally, I wanted to get into primary school teaching, mm. but then I, I started working like, um, like a special educational needs school. Okay. Um, my, nep- my nephew goes there, and I just—it's just brilliant. It's just brilliant because you can be a teacher, and um, you just get to play with the kids all day. I, I've been a TA, <laughs> but obviously, but then coronavirus hit, so mm-hmm. so all school no, shorts. So now I've got so, so now I've got no job. But, um, it's so much more difficult yes. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm spending my student loan on doing this house up in a minute. I'm just trying not to eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Um, three great choices, and thank you so much for coming on for the first episode. It's been, uh, I've been really interested to kind of get a bit more about your history and, you know, um, share your favourite stories with us. Where can people no catch you online on the socials? Um. The, the best bet is um, Nat the Writer on Instagram. I, I, I love Instagram. I, I love I love pictures. I love photography. I love taking little pictures. And it's sort of my sort of... I've never had a diary, so I'm glad Instagram came along because it's just easier. <laughs> just to take, Instead of writing about my day, I just, I just take a picture and just write like a little funny quip or a quote or something, and that's it. So, yeah, yeah, Nat the Writer on Instagram, Nat the Writer on Twitter. I don't really go on Twitter much because it's a political minefield. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, you find me on Facebook as well, my author page. I'm not very active on there, to be honest, anymore. But I do still get notifications. I did get a nice message the other day from someone um, saying I just bought stairs and they really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where did you find a copy? Is that on print? No, no, a world of books. Oh, I've got, oh okay, oh, second hand phone. Got, got another world of books. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, if you want to see what I'm up to, I'm, I'm a Tower House family. I'm, I'm doing up a Victorian haunted victorian library we think we think it's haunted i think it's haunted <laughs> yeah yeah there's been some weird going ons but um might have to get an existing so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's all, it's all good it's all good inspiration so it's, it's like very yeah, sort of it? very it's a very amityville sort of house it's it's old it's victorian it might be haunted um i've got twins um, my partner has twins as well, so what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Twin, and I, 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 house. No. Yeah, yeah. Out, out of work writer 
with twins into a haunted house. What could possibly go? What could possibly go wrong? And now you just need to find a name of that novel you're going to write now for, based oh. on this experience. Oh. <laughs> corona pocket. Yeah, during a during an apocalypse as well, a mini apocalypse as well. Yeah. It's, it's just like this all this corona stuff. It's all every horror writer's dream. It's, it's just there's just too much material. <laughs> oh yeah. I did well. It didn't take uh, one of the uh, companies who does all the really cheap horror films. Took him. Oh yeah, this like, Corona like, Zombies. Like, it's just weird. It's an old film. Corona Zombies. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Something like that. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, again, <laughs> um, thank you for coming on. Um, and yeah, if uh, follow follow Nathan and buy his books. Do it now. Please do. Um, please do. Yeah, I'm, I'm still getting royalties. I'm still getting royalties. So yeah, please do. <laughs> Pay our offer and make him happy. Um, and yeah, well, thank you also for listening to the to this new kind of mini series podcast. Um, you can catch me over on Twitter, Snake Bite Horror, uh, Instagram at Snake Bite Horror, <laughs> uh, over at Letterboxd as well at Snake Bite Vault. So you see what we're doing over in the horror cast and on franchise players. And uh, yeah. Uh, any kind of ideas or anything that you would like us to do in the future, do give us a shout. Um, any authors you'd like us to try and talk to, keep me, I can try. <laughs> but with a, you know, um, I'm, I'm friendly with some authors. Let's just go and get them out of the way first <laughs> before I kind of contact people. You 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 next. knew I was out of work. <laughs> you knew I was out of work. You knew you knew I'd say yes. No, oh, really no. <laughs> We have a history. It's fine. <laughs> we do. We do. We do. We do. Yeah. So um, yeah. Again, let's listen to the Saint Bar Horrorcast every every, uh, every fortnight. Uh, listen to Franchise Players podcast whenever I can bother to post it. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll uh, see you back here for the next episode.